there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Dr. Alexis Albion. So when you were in college, you were a European history major. Yeah. And you went to Princeton. Yeah. Did you know what you were going to do with that degree, Alexis, when you graduated? No idea. No idea. And never thought about it. I don't remember worrying about it at all. So what did you do when you graduated and how did you get that first job? Well, I mean, I studied history because I loved history. I think I was just playing it safe, frankly. I was always good at history and I was good at history in school and had great history teachers and that was my thing. And I went to, I grew up in England actually. And one of the reasons why I wanted to go to college in the States was so that I would have more choices in in Britain. When you go to university, often go to study a particular topic and that would have been history for me. And I wanted to have the opportunity to not study history. I flirted with art history for a little bit, but I ended up studying history. I think it was the safe choice in many ways for me. And I was at a great university, which really had a great history department at that time. And I even played it even safer by doing European history, which is something I knew very well from my studying in school. I never thought about it. I just enjoyed it and I liked it and I was good at it. And that was as far as it really went. I don't think I ever thought about what I was going to do with it. And I just stumbled into a program that Princeton offered that sent people to Asia. I'd gotten very interested in China, actually, during my undergraduate years, just by happenstance. I took a course on Chinese art, actually, just by happenstance. And I thought it was amazing. And I took another course on Chinese literature, and that was great. And I took a course on Chinese history, and that was great. And really just thought it was very interesting. But I mean, I hadn't started as a freshman taking Chinese language, right? Could never do that. So I never thought it was anything more than a side interest. And then I think I saw some advertisement about interested in China, want to go study, want to go over to China after you graduate. Yeah, okay. Went to the open house and I don't know, somehow applied to a program that sent people over to China to teach English, which was something I could do and got in and that was it and ended up spending two years teaching English in China, which was just a great adventure. I mean, it was an adventure. Again, I never thought it would go anywhere. I don't know. I never thought beyond actually the first year. And then it just, well, I had a good time and I had a, made a really good friend and she and I were like, let's do it for another year. And that was it. And what'd you do after it? Well, so I came back to the States. My parents had moved back to the States at that time. And I moved to Seattle again, because it seemed like the happening place. And I was going to do U.S. business relations, U.S.-China business relations, which seemed like a thing to do. actually managed to get a job at a place that did U.S.-China relations, actually, and found myself less interested in the business side of things and much more interested in the policy side of things. And after about two years in Seattle, thought it would be interesting to go and study international relations because I thought that 
sounded very interesting and looked around at international relations programs, mostly master's programs, actually, and found that they were very, at that time, they were very economics and business oriented. And I was looking specifically for programs that were a little bit more on the policy and history and diplomacy side, because that interested me more. And actually saw a couple of PhD programs that did this international history, which I didn't know very much about, that sounded exactly what I was really interested in. And what I love, Alexis, is that it was so arbitrary. It really was. That you ended up getting your PhD at Um, Harvard in history. And after you completed your PhD, mm. how did you end up getting this position as a professional staff member on the 9-11 commission that would later lead you To working at the Spy Museum. Yes. Well, <laughs> this is why I just don't consider my story to be necessarily a model for anybody because I just stumbled my way through life, I think. But I did go to Harvard and fully thought I would just get my master's degree. I thought it was very clever. I'm going to get my master's degree, get it paid for, and then leave. And in fact, spent most of my first year at the Kennedy School for Public Policy because that's what I was interested in. And of course, because I was at Harvard, you could take courses in all these other different schools there. And I took a bunch of courses at the Kennedy School. And I met a number of professors, including Philip Zelico, who ended up being the executive director of the 9-11 Commission. So the fact that you knew Philip Zelico, who later went on to head the 9-11 Commission, that was your pathway to getting that job. Yes, is where I met Bob Zellick, in fact, who my advisor said, this guy is looking for a research assistant. You should do this. I remember telling him, I really don't have time. I'm trying to write my dissertation. He said, you should do this. I ended up doing it. And this is how I got to know him. And he went on to become the president uh, of the World Bank. Yes, I mean, just so I guess this was being in just a wonderful place at Harvard, obviously, with a lot of opportunities, with just people who did turn out to be helpful in many ways. I didn't plan any of this, but all I can say is just try and always do good work and do your best and impress people and hope it works out. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.